Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Victory Monday. I'm your host Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, my co-host Jack Mangan. How are we doing, Jack? Doing well, sir. Good to be with you on this Victory Monday. And what is more satisfying than a victory over Wiesbaden of all teams? Certainly not a win in the Derby or anything like that. But this is uh, this is circumstances we find ourselves in here in the second division. We got to take what we can get, and uh, I'll certainly take that one. Uh, that, that is correct. Uh, it is no Derby Zieger for sure, but uh, we'll take a win at this point. Any Victory Monday is a good Victory Monday. Our second of the season, oh, the season, second of the year, 2024, I should say. Let's not, it's not that bad just yet, but it's close, it's close. Uh, rundown for tonight. Uh, I'll talk, obviously, the match review. Uh, we'll get into a little Kalash and uh, Best 11. We'll, you know, we'll get more into that. Uh, talk about Gerard's comments after the press conference or after the game, the press conference after the game. We'll talk about a uh, Sport 5 takeover in external service provider. Uh, Schalke's comments on the DFL investor situation. An update there. And then we'll have a check-in in an old friend of ours. Um, if you are a long diehard fan of ours, you may have an idea who we're talking about. But we'll get to that. Uh, let's start things off, Jack. Um... Let's get to the game and uh, oh, it's an interesting game. Interesting game to say the least. Um, look at the starting 11s in this one. We did see, you know, one of the back three and that's Baumgartel in particular. Seems like every time he plays with us, the results don't necessarily go our way, but he made it into a starting 11 in this one. Uh, you got Muller, Kalash, Kaminsky and Baumgartel with Bruner on the right wing, Oyan on the left wing with Seguin and Schallenberg in the holding pivot with Idrizi in the like 10 roll, maybe with Cherlinov, uh, and then Karaman up top. No Simon Taroda on the starting 11. Thoughts on the lineup? Yeah, certainly interesting from the perspective of um, who's starting up top. Uh, no Simon Taroda, no um, top of the starting lineup either. Uh, so going with sort of a different approach there um, with the Karaman Cherlinov partnership. Um, in theory, I like, you know, Idrizi in that role. Unfortunately, I just don't think he's played very well uh, the last couple matches. Um, maybe he needs to be, you know, kind of shuffled to uh, fresh legs, you know, 30-minute cameo type role, which seems like that's what we're potentially uh, shifting to Torada to, at least temporarily for the short term. Um, maybe that's where he can be a little bit more effective. Um, but, yeah, I did appreciate at least Tronov not being in a central role and being somewhere where he can at least stretch the field to some extent. Um, and he has, certainly has a little bit of freedom to do that if he's starting up top or near that. Um, outside of that, you know, pretty normal lineup from what we've been seeing recently. Um, the schallenberg Seguin partnership doesn't doesn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, Schallenberg's actually been okay the last couple of games, which is what which is what's been bothering me so much. Is that like I, I hate that, but it's been fine. It's actually it was actually like I think it was actually Seguin in this one that was like the less impactful of the two. For sure. So um, it's just kind of uninspiring in, in, in the center there because the Dries didn't play well either. So not a lot going on there. But, um, you know, good game from Oyan, at least in the sense of him getting into advanced positions on the wing and stuff. And um, nice to have, you know, Muller and goal uh, providing some stability back there. 
Yeah, certainly is providing stability back there, as much needed, I, I would say. Uh, both of us have been clamoring for Chilinov to get into a wide area when he's into the lineup because that, that, that 10 central role, it kind of defeats the purpose of what he's really good at, and that's kind of using his X-Factor speed and playmaking ability on the wings and kind of bringing it in. And so we saw a little bit more of that in this one. So happy to see that. I, I, I'm with you there on the comments on, on Idrisinis and Seguin in this game. Um, I was curious. So we'll, we'll dive more into Schallenberg and this one and uh, even Kalash. But uh, Bob Gardel, another guy who I thought was I was worried about when I saw him at certain 11. And the fact that he wasn't a um, he wasn't an impact in the negative aspect, I was ho left me hopeful with him because you never know. He's a guy we spent money on. We're expected to do good things for us, lead our defense, and he has up to this point has failed to do that. So much relief, I think, when I, when I, when I saw him in, after the game, I would say. Looking up the lineup for Wiesbaden, I'm not going to go and say that I knew any of these guys or worried about any of these guys. I knew Kovacevic um, was one of the guys I had my eyes on. The, guy, the main guy I had my eye on was uh, Pretian, who did not start in this one. I don't know if it was the injury or he, he wasn't even featured, so I'm assuming it was an injury. But he, he had like six goals going into this game, um, so he must have been out for an injury. Agrafiotis led the line instead. Um, any of these guys that were worried about coming to this game, I'm like, I like, I. My knowledge of Wiesbaden is very, very limited. Yeah, same. I'm just going to say that uh, Machenhaupt is a great last name. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, so this game was um, certainly an interesting one. We knew both teams next to each other in the table um, within one point. Well, actually, they were like four points ahead of us. Uh, they were 13th, we were 14th. We knew that we had to do well, especially after last week, the last couple of weeks three of the last four games with losses that um, sting into the mouth. Because when we came out of the second half in the Rook Runda, expecting to have you know, some big things and maybe just the big, big teams would uh, kind of set us back. And we haven't seen that so far. It's been up and down, up and down. And then so in this game, Gerrard finally shakes things up. And you see Karaman getting to start in this one with uh, Idrisi and Cherlinov. Very even game, I thought. Um, Thoughts on the first half? I mean, I think the best chance of the first half was was a Cherlinov play coming out wide, uh, created a chance there. But I mean, overall, very very even first half and really overall game. Honestly, yeah, pr pretty boring game overall. Definitely agree that it was very even. I thought it was interesting coming into this one. We've kind of had um, I'm not gonna say like totally polar opposite seasons or anything, but this is a, yeah. a, a Wiesbaden team that has one of the better defensive records in the entire league despite their table position and yeah. um i think their table position is largely because of their poor offensive record um and so in that sense you know they're, they're kind of low totals on both ends which is sort of opposite to us in that we have um i'm not saying that we're fantastic offensively and we certainly were far from that in this game today um but we scored a few goals and we also just unfortunately have a very leaky defense so um i was kind of wondering if it was going to be closer towards the low scoring affairs that we've seen from V's botting games are some of the crazier, um, you know, wild ones that we've seen from from Schalke at times, and it certainly was more in, in, in V's bottom's favor. It was very um, not particularly lively in the first half. Not a lot going on, not a lot of chances created. Um, and, yeah, like I said, very even overall in terms of possession, in terms of shots, in terms of, I mean, all kinds of stats you can look at from this one. Yeah, and I think what Mueller was certainly saying after many of the games uh, this season, especially as of late, same thing with Garrard's, is that we can't get into the shootouts. We just, we're not built for that. We need to keep it close. Mueller's talking about how he wants to see more shutouts for, from his team. Uh, the last, what, three, four games been one nothing score lines, one way or the other. And so it, was gonna, it seemed like it's going to be low scoring after that first half uh, with minimal chances there. 
it seemed like that trend was going to continue. The question is who was going to get that break in the second half. Uh, we talked about how Cherlinov wide was the way to go, it seemed like. Created a chance, a good chance in the first half coming wide. Second half, this time he was more in the box. Um, nice play by Baumgartel. It was off a, it was a set piece, I guess it was. Uh, hits it back across the box. Lands to Cherlinov. He goes for a shot. The defender takes him out completely. Straight up red card there. I, I didn't even catch it when it first happened when I was watching the game because I was so excited for the shot. Uh, goalkeeper saved it, but they called a penalty. Uh, right penalty, right? Right call, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I didn't get a chance to really watch too many replays once again because we were just watching the stream live as well. Um, yeah. I'm just happy I haven't had a chance to watch it back. But uh, I, maybe you could say it's a 50-50 penalty. Um, I, I don't know if I would have been absolutely furious if it hadn't been called, but I think it's 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 one of those where it certainly can be, and it, we just got the benefit of it today. Yeah, uh, Gerard said, you know, it's a 50-50 <clears throat> call. He said this in a, press, in a post-match press conference, and, you know, for once in a once in a blue moon, it finally goes our way, and so he'll take that all day. We'll take that all day as well. Uh, Kataman steps up. I, I I was nervous as heck when this uh, before they take the kick. One, I didn't know who was going to take it. I figured Kataman would, but you know you never know. Uh, and then what would happen? And then Kataman puts it away, cool and calm. Uh, what is this sixth goal of season or something? I forget. I already lost track. Maybe seven uh, on the season now. Um, Gives us the one nothing lead, and at that point. Uh, Good, I, th I would say good defense. It was solid. It was we bent but didn't break. I thought we clamped down really well defensively. I think the back three plus Schallenberg. I'm gonna give him his his uh, flowers. I think they did really well. Uh, Bruner was leaving you much to desire. I'm, I'm glad he finally came off and Matriciana came on. I felt better when he was out there. Not that it's a great great uh, upgrade there. Go Trishiani, calming things down as he always Go does. Yeah, no, no, seriously. Um, and then eventually more came in and some other some other subs too. Yeah, oh, uh, snuck out of there with a one nothing victory. There, is it the most impressive game, Jack? No, but we got the win. That's the most important. Yeah, far far from inspiring. Uh, a clean sheet is the main thing you take away that you're pleased with. Um, it's been such a huge problem for us. Obviously, this is not a team where we were particularly worried about you know the offense they were going to bring. Yeah. So it's I mean, as far as clean sheets go, it's not the most impressive clean sheet. I think that's also probably why it made the offensive struggles as frustrating. Obviously, once again, knowing the defensive record that these Biden comes into this game with is that, um, you know, we struggled to put anything away. And then even when we had that, you know, the penalty and, and we're able to convert the one goal, we're looking for an insurance goal or something along those lines, knowing that it just takes, you know, one moment from our established fragile defense to to change the result. So I was very pleased that we were able to get out of there with, with the result for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, we just got to try to, keep those clean sheets coming and, and find a way to just connect more than one pass at a time. I mean, it, it's so brutal on the offensive end sometimes. It is. It is. Uh, shout out to Anthony and a waffle in the house and anyone else who's watching. If you're um, watching along tonight with us, let us know in the chat where you're watching along from. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Yeah. The game was um, left a lot, you know, to want a lot of it just wasn't that great like you said i mean i don't want more to say look at statistics fairly even i mean 10 11 shots shots on target three apiece possession about 50 50 um almost about the same amount of passes passing accuracy is pretty much the same fouls i mean it was all across the board it was um even all the way across and, and look at position position on the table didn't change we are still one point behind or one place behind Wiesbaden, but now we're only one point back and the crazy thing about the Bunda, this fight the league, I should say, we're what four points from tenth now. We're, and, we're nine points from fifth. 
and 12 from third place. Yeah, you know, it's great. It, it's we're, we're literally we're literally like four points from relegation, and we're also four points from like mid table. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I just picture the, uh, the guy from History Channel is like with the big hair, like ah, fight the league. Yeah, George Yosukalis. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, but it's a, it's a good result. I mean, good result in the sense that we got the points. We got to take the pauses where they were. I thought overall the the team did okay. Like I said, Mueller came out when he needed to. I thought the back three for me were solid. I thought Kaminsky and Baumgartel had a good bounce back. Kalash played really well. Yeah, hundred percent agreement on Kaminsky. He needed to show that he's not randomly yeah. getting washed out of nowhere, and, and that was much much better from him than what we had seen recently. Um, something else I wanted to mention real quick, as far as the penalty goes, is just yeah. that, um, like you know, you would think Trilonov kind of drew that foul. Would Trilonov be the one to take it? That kind of thing. I personally love that Karaman wants to take it. Um, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I've been critical of him at times as we've talked about on the pod in terms of how I feel about him as a player in terms of his quality generally, but um, particularly this season, in the absence of a lot of strong personalities or strong performances from other players, he's really sort of like had a campaign publicly to like make himself the leader and sort of like the talisman. He's like, I want to play up top. I want to be a strike. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to play yeah. wide. I want to play like I want to score goals. Um, and in that moment, you know, in front of the home crowd, 0-0 against a team that we, we need to be beating, he wants to step up and, and kind of take that pressure on him uh, in that moment. So I respect that a lot um, and, and was pleased that he did that. And it's a good thing, you know, and, and I think Darko talked about it after the game. And not like being upset, but like Darko would have taken it too. And I think it's a great thing if you have um, a clear pecking order established, but also multiple people that are chomping at the bit to have those kind of high-pressure opportunities. And that's what we need more of is those kind of people stepping up to the plate. Absolutely. I think um, you need that for sure. You need to have absolutely need to have a pecking order. Uh, should players should know when when they're when they're supposed to be called, right? Uh, to come up and set the kick. Karaman, uh, five home games, four goals in the same celebration. That's what uh, Shaka tweeted out. Uh, interesting statistic too to kind of go along with what you were saying. Um, home form, home form. It seems this year, last year, and probably maybe the year before, but certainly last year. Not so great at home. Uh, we we're much better on the road for whatever reason. This year, we've kind of turned things around. We're actually sixth best team from home this season, which is shows you how bad we are on the road. We're probably dead last on the road. Uh, but at home this season, uh, through 11 games, we have um, 20 goals, 15 uh, 15 goals against. Only plus five there, but again, we're in terms of points, we're we're up there. With the, with it's, the best it's, not, it's not surprising when I think Schalke, Schalke had the highest match attendance of any game in either of the two divisions this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I kept seeing this. I don't know if this is true or not, but that, that the second division had a higher attendance than the first division for the first time ever. That more people went to second division games this past weekend than that attended first division games. Obviously, Schalke with like a sixty thousand person, you know, attendance is yeah. a, was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's big stadium, still some great sure. big clubs there, Kaiserslautern as well. But that's yeah, that's a unreal statistic. I don't know if the, even the championship could boast something like that, or you know, any of the big second, really cool. second divisions. It's very cool, uh, not surprising from Schalke. Obviously, our friend uh, Stuttgart Americana, Travis in the house, has loved Darko when he was at Stuttgart, but he seems to bleed blue and white. He does. He does for whatever he just steps up. I mean, uh, glad to have him on board. He's helping us tremendously thus far. Um, other players, I want. I did want to bring up Schallenberg just to you know, irk you a little bit, but I think Schallenberg's been playing playing better. Uh, as you mentioned, he yeah. was better of the two holding uh, holding midfielders there. He seems to, at least lately, 
He's not trying to do more than he is capable of. I mean, he knows his role and he's not trying to deviate from there. Before, it seemed like he tried to do too much or whatever. Maybe, I don't know what, the, what it is, but he last couple of weeks, he's really turned it on and played much, much improved. I mean, thoughts yeah, I think on that's a fair shot. Game. I think that's an interesting way to phrase it. Yeah, I just think he's been much more on time with with a lot of his actions in, like the, past couple, in, the, in the past couple weeks. Um, and... You know, yeah, gotta give credit where credit due. There's something, there's something about him and his profile and just the way he looks out. It could be partially an aesthetic thing um, yeah. that I just I don't like sometimes. And I think there's been times where he's just actively a huge problem in possession or otherwise. But yeah, last couple of weeks has definitely been one of the stronger performances. And then, uh, yeah, one of the better performances in this game as well. In a, in a in a game where it was pretty, you know, grind out and not a lot of standout moments from anybody, so to speak. Yeah, the few few moments that. Wiesbaden had Schallenberg had one or two good blocks on there. Uh, Kalash had like a goal line clearance at one point, or it was in front of the goalkeeper, but it was a good good block on the left. Yeah, he had several good blocks, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Multiple block shots, I think like three or four of them. And because of such, um, Kalash makes the kicker best 11 of the week, team of the week, I should say, uh, for his great performance. Uh, you know, you know, looking at the whole defense here, um, certainly I think he's, he's warranted for that. He has some big saves in the game. I thought he played pretty well. Um, like we said earlier, I think Kaminsky and Baumgartel played well. You know, not not to discredit their, what they did, but I think Kalash certainly is showing to be the the talisman from the defensive endpoint at least, because he seems to have all these games where he is a standout defensive player in a good way. But when he's bad, he's bad <laughs> sometimes. But yeah, it's a great game today for him or this weekend from him. Absolutely, yeah, no total agreement. All right. Uh, let's get to some of the comments uh, moving on to after this game. Um, Vizabada not necessarily the uh, the scoring threat that our next opponent is. We'll get to them in a second. Magdeburg coming up from this weekend. Uh, Carl Garot's comment after the game. He says, uh, it was a close game that could have gone either way. This also shown by a look at the numbers. Uh, we worked very hard to keep the three points. The difference in the end was the physicality. Um, I, I, I can see that. I mean, there's several players I thought stepped off physically. Certainly the defenders, Schallenberg. Kataban did well to backtrack, I thought. Um, you know, the wingers did the part. I thought Oyan had a decent game, um, was involved in a lot of the set pieces. Obviously, he's going to be one of our main guys. And then, you know, Bruner. Bruner still, man, something off about him. I don't know what it is yeah. yet. Um, but Gerards continues, we did very well against the ball, but we have to be better with the ball. We, we talked about the final third's been atrocious. Mm -hmm. We can't link passes. Um, he says, I hope the victory gives us self-confidence, which was missing after the previous results. We know about our situation. That's why the positive result today is very important and look for the task ahead. So, um, what else? Yeah, ba basically just, I think his, his point overall is that, um, you know, it, we're not playing well in possession and there's things we have to work on in general, but it's also much harder to play well in possession when you're low on confidence. And so the best avenue towards results when you're low on confidence is just to try to outwork people. And so I think that's what he was looking for in, in this match against um you know these bottom or whatever was just was that's that, that physicality and that that work rate and that's what we at least did put in and that that saw us through that was enough this time but you know need to improve for um for future matches yeah especially magdeburg last time we played them four three was the scoreline and not one nothing um travis i see your question we will get to that in a minute uh moving on to next topic is uh sport five will take over sales so Delve more into this comes from um, Waz and probably Andreas Ernst uh, says what is colloquially referred to as the sale of the marketing rights of Schalke is not quite as drastic in detail. Sport 5 will take over sales as an external service provider and will have future in the future have 10 employees from Schalke in the office. 
but no current shock employee loses their job, which is a big worry everyone had. Uh, everyone receives a takeover offer. Um, so what does Schalke get from this deal? Uh, in recent years, the number of Schalke employees in sales has fallen sharply. At the same time, finding sponsors has become much more difficult. Schalke believes that they can stabilize their income in the short term with the help of Sport5 and over time even generate more than is currently possible from their own. For example, by increasing the number of staff in the department. Sport5 is not allowed to conclude a sportsman, uh, sponsorship contract independently. They can prepare contracts through Tillman and um, Christina Ruhlhammer, uh, who signed. Uh, the contract with Sport5 is variable. Um, they didn't say really exactly what the, what the numbers were um, or if there's a signing fee. But uh, Tillman will explain tomorrow, so we have to stay tuned for that. Um, any thoughts on, on, on Sport 5 coming in and trying to help us out financially? Yeah, I, I, I always get a little bit nervous when you start talking about things like, you know, selling your, your rights to marketing or selling your rights to whatever. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, you know, Chicago selling our, <laughs> our, our parking revenue, our street revenue uh, to Saudi Arabia or whatever we did. Yeah. Um, you know, because we're so broke here in Chicagoland. But um, no, but I, I think with the explanation, what they're, I think the way they're trying to spin it, whether or not this is actually the case or not, but the way they're trying to pitch this is like, hey, we have um, a skeleton crew here. To, so we have way less staff to make a much more difficult pitch for sponsorship. And that combination of factors is not getting us to where we need to be. So yes, we are, you know, loaning this out or whatever, or kind of selling our marketing rights, but really it's going to be commission-based. And we think even if we're paying out that commission, this change is going to bring us in more money than we're making on our own in the first place. So it's going to be a net positive. Yeah. Hopefully it works out that way. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm definitely open to creative solutions. Given the situation we're in, it sounds like, I mean, everything we're hearing from the club recently is just that, like, there is no money to do anything with the squad. Yeah. And that's that's the situation you don't want to be in, ultimately, is if you are trying to make a push to get back to the Bundesliga, there's things you're going to want to improve. And we're seeing right now that the current squad doesn't appear to be good enough to really affect things. We don't want to be locked into a situation where this level is kind of where we're at for a while. You know, it's tough. So, yeah, we'll see how it turns out, but I'm open to it. Yeah, yeah, no, I am as well for those same reasons. Um, I did my part. I renewed my Schalke membership and my children's membership this uh, this weekend, so we're helping a little bit. We don't give back money, some money, not much, but it's a, it's something there. Uh, moving on to the last talking point and to Travis's question about the DFL investors. Uh, we talked about how we well, – I'm, I'm unsure with the DFL investors in terms of this in, in the German football as a whole because we are caught between two things, right? Tradition where – we are one of the big traditional clubs and we want to keep everything 50 plus one and keep the, the fans involved. However, our team is struggling mightily financially. Yes, there were some bad decisions that happened prior to the current leadership. However, I, I can't see it viably lasting a long time, I think. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm open to what that could mean. I don't want it to be ruined like it is ruining some other clubs. Um, what are your thoughts before I get into Schalke's response today? Yeah, no, I unfortunately haven't had time to look into this nearly as much. Um, so I'm, I'm open to, I haven't even seen what, what Shaka responded to it yet. But um, yeah. I understand why why the uh, the eyebrows are raised and the alarm bells are, are ringing at the moment with this one. Yeah, so uh, Shaka finally made their comments today after the recent uh, voting. And Shaka said uh, their statement about possible new vote regarding the investor deal said Shaka is open to a new vote. Uh, the quote is, uh, the developments of the past week ra past weeks raises questions that have not yet been answered. That is why Schalke is open to a new vote on the decision on a possible strategic partnership. 
Schalke has transparently communicated its position and voting behavior to its members and fans of the DFL's search for strategic partner. In both votes in May and December, the association explained its decisions in detail. However, the overall process lacks this transparency and clarity. It is important to emphasize that nothing has changed in the basic attitude of the club's management to welcome the entry of a strategic partner in the current framework. The reasons were explained in detail in the message from December 8th. Uh, we all got that in our emails. Uh, the expectation of Schalke is the entry of a strategic partner can bring dynamism to the uh, necessary reform process within DFL. The clubs of strong fans, rich in tradition, and therefore attractive must be given more weight within the league association. Um, it goes on and on and on uh, about the distribution of television money needs to be one aspect. Um, being innovative is, I think, a big thing that Schalke is pushing for. And also the structural disadvantage of clubs with strong fans must end so that Bundesliga does not lose any further to its attractiveness. So um, a lot of a lot of words here saying this Schalke is basically open to it with more transparency, more clarity. They can make a true decision on what they want to do with this. Um, uh, thoughts on, on Schalke's comments here. It seems pretty non-committal um, yeah. for the time yeah. being. So Bureaucratic. it seems like a pretty... Yeah, it seems like a pretty safe position to express, but you're not going to necessarily ruffle any feathers with the fan base because you're not expressing a strong opinion of the way with also not necessarily rejecting it wholeheartedly. So there's a lot of room for them to do whatever they ultimately want to do um, in the future here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. Hopefully they do take you know the club's best sisters in heart because obviously we've gone through some struggles here over the last many years and um, being in this fight, the league, it doesn't help us financially as well. And we, I think it's... In best case scenario, we stay in this fight league again one more year. Um, you know, obviously there's a worst case scenario which we are trying to avoid. Where the three points helps put us away from that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. And they're very non-committal. And you should be at this point where your team is, you know, on the precipice of being really poor uh, from the money standpoint. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, I want you know a time every now and then we like to check in on old friends. Um, those who have been the fans of the show for a long time, you'll you'll recognize the uh, T-shirt here. It's a free Katuchu. So, Jack, uh, what's our friend been up to in Turkey? I mean, I thought you were going to bring up Franco DeSantos, so thank God for that. But um, <laughs> no, 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 just yeah, had had to shout out our boy who you know, despite playing in the second division in Turkey, not the top league in Turkey. Talking, you know, we're talking second division, but um, currently, I think uh, 13 goals, four assists through 19 matches leads um, the league. Yeah, with, with his teammate uh, for for league for league leaders here, so um, it could be uh, the general play of the club has something to do with that because they're in first place in the table, and he has a he has a partner there in, in Gianni Bruno who's also um, kind of equaling that tally. But anyway, the point being, uh, Mr. Katushu, uh topping the goal scoring tables uh, would like to have him in the second division in Germany right now, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> what a player. He has been freed, uh, unfortunately, just not with us. It's uh, over in Turkey, the first of, or second division of Turkey there. But um, yeah, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? But good for him. I'm glad to hear he's doing well. Um, and obviously, his team that he's playing with right now is doing well. But we have other fish to fry coming up this weekend. It is against, of course, Magdeburg. Uh, we beat them in that thrilling game. How could we anybody forget that game? Four to three. There's a red card in that game. Uh, they had a two nothing lead. We came back. They got, took the lead. We came back even for a second time and finally got the game winner through a penalty kick. Uh, interesting game. It's going to be an interesting game. And Magdeburg's results of late have been very interesting. Um, they lost to Hertha this weekend, 3-2 to two with a red card again. 
they beat St. Pauli, so they, you know they're, they're Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, they drew Kiel, which is a team we just faced, and then they lost to Braunschweig in the last four games. So they're up and down, up and down. It's a winnable game, Jack. It's another must-win game, I think. A lot of red cards in recent matches involving Magdeburg as well. There's one up in yeah. uh, Wiesbaden up there. You can see uh, just out of out of viewing your screen too. So hopefully there's another red card and it goes in our favor um, in, in this one. No, yeah, I mean, look, so many of these games are winnable games. Um, yeah. the, the table's tight. There isn't a massive disparity between most of the teams in this league. Uh, Schalke just has struggled to to have any sort of consistency in, in terms of like rattling off multiple results in a row it's been a lot of stops and starts one step forward you know one step back um so hopefully you know we can build off of that and, and cash in another result quickly and put a little daylight between us and uh the bottom of the table potentially we'll see yeah yeah for sure and i think you know what we saw last game is they didn't we had lots of shots in the game which was great but you know their shot still had 11 shots in the game six on target half of them were half of them were goals so they are lethal. They can. They know how to put the ball back. They are going through a little bit of a, a lull at the moment. So, let's hope that we can uh, figure things out here uh, and get another result this weekend because we we certainly need it. Um, you know, as we said, we're only what uh, four points from the bottom from Kaiserslautern's last uh, playoff position for the relegation. And Magdeburg, you know, they're they're up there on the table. They're twelfth. Um, so you know, we get a win, we leapfrog them, um, and we'll jump two places at two teams at that point. So. Uh, possibly Karlsruhe too. I, I guess probably probably a better goal differential. Yeah, look at them. They're even, even goal differential. So we're not going to pass them. But um, I think overall we got to get a result. I don't care how. If it's again like Wiesbaden, we struggle to do anything, but we get a win. That's fine. We got to get points, as Carl Gerard said in the co in the post match press conference. It all matters about points this time. It's collect points, collect points. You kind of get on a roll, and I'm all for that. I mean, I'd love the team to look aesthetically pleasing. At this point, I just want the points right, there, right now, and especially with St. Pauli coming on the backside of that, we need to get three points, I think, Jack. It's the age-old Schalke opinion. We would love for us to be as, you know, aesthetically pleasing offensively, but we'll, <laughs> we'll take the result if we can get it. It's been our um, motto since we've been a podcast. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah, and I, I certainly wouldn't hold your breath for anything uh, overly beautiful in this game, but... Uh, you know, I, you know, Garotz's comments in the postgame were interesting to me. Yeah, like like you know, congratulating his team, but kind of demanding more and not being super thrilled and not being particularly positive in terms of where we are in terms of how well we're playing and stuff. So do you I, like that was, or no? What do you like that or no? I don't dislike it. I think I think it's probably honest. I think it's I think it's pretty realistic, which I tend to respect more than the constant spin zone that we help you know that we have. And there's not something that wasn't spin in, in Garrett's you know post game comments either. But yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I think I think if we were able to pick up another three points, this would be a a, a big, probably mental hurdle for the team to overcome. This is a team that you know, like I said, in Magdeburg, that's picked up a couple of results recently against some decent opposition, and um, you know, if we can show some consistency, dig in again, maybe grab another clean sheet or keep it, you know, low scoring, that would be huge. Yeah, I think that's the key. Keep it low scoring, and we have a good chance. We go into a shootout. I don't like our chances. This, this basically on how the form is. But I, I tend to agree with you on his comments. Like he, he mentioned, like, hey, it's yeah, we had a good, we had a three points. It's a good result in, the, in a sense. It's positive, but we're still terrible. You know, going the attacking end, we can't. We know we can't string passes together. It's like we have a lot more to improve. We're not there. We're not satisfied. I'm not satisfied yet, and so neither should the team. And. Uh, I do like those comments because how many times in the past we said, oh, he won the game. That was a great game. We played fantastic. Like, no, he, he's being real about it. And I love that. Um, and I also got to give him kudos because his German, 
his German has improved a lot because now he's not even got earpiece. He's not even getting translated anymore. He listens to what his, his uh, fellow coach says, responds to it, takes questions in German now. He's coming up there. Uh, but I appreciate the English English comment just for our Shock America fan base. You know, it makes it easier for them, but uh, and us. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a big game, I think, and uh, we'll have to get a result. I'm curious what the lineup will be. Um, I heard some rumors about the lineups in this, but I won't get into it because it's mostly coming from Build, and we know how we feel about Build. So that's all I got for tonight, Jack. Unless you had anything else, I think uh, we can wrap this one up, huh? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up uh, right on top. Um, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? At JMangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Excellent. You can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Join the Discord. Follow us on Twitter, and you, you we'll drop the Discord uh, link for you to join us there. We talk Chalka mostly, but we talk about other things as well. Uh, more importantly, follow Chalka anywhere and everywhere on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and anywhere you listen to podcasts or stream audio, Shock America can be heard there as well. Uh, yeah, hopefully we're back here next week. Same kind of theme for our podcast, but we'll, we'll time time will tell, I guess. All right, let's get out of here for Jack, for myself. Enjoy the game on Saturday, and we'll catch you soon. Glukauf.